0: Stand as you are able for the reading of the gospel. The Holy Gospel according to St. John, the first chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. John the Baptist saw Jesus coming toward him and declared, Here is the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. This is he of whom I said, After me comes a man who ranks ahead of me because he was before me. I myself did not know him, but I came baptizing with water for this reason, that he might be revealed to Israel. And John testified, I saw the Spirit descending from heaven like a dove, and it remained on him. I myself did not know him, but the one who sent me to baptize with water said to me, He on whom you see the Spirit descend and remain is the one who baptizes with the Holy Spirit. And I myself have seen and have testified that this is the Son of God. The next day, John again was standing with two of his disciples, and as he watched Jesus walk by, he exclaimed, Look, here is the Lamb of God. Two disciples heard him say this, and they followed Jesus. Jesus. When Jesus turned and saw them following, he said to them, What are you looking for? They said to him, Rabbi, which translated means teacher, where are you staying? He said to them, Come and see. They came and saw where he was staying, and they remained with him that day. It was about four o'clock in the afternoon. One of the two who heard John speak and followed him was Andrew, Simon Peter's brother. He first found his brother Simon and said to him, We have found the Messiah, which is translated anointed. He brought Simon to Jesus, who looked at him and said, You are Simon, son of John. You are to be called Cephas, which is translated Peter, the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated, and the children may come forward for a children's sermon.
1: Good morning, how are you? That's good, I've got a question for you. Have you ever changed
0: your mind? Yeah, okay. Do you know a time when you changed your mind? Something you changed your mind about? (laughs) Oh, deciding what to wear. Okay. What does that look
1: like? Wear a different shirt? Yeah, kind of. Oh, a pair of boots. Hey. What else have we changed our mind about? You know you've done it. You just forget, right?
0: I use this What do you change your mind about? Breakfast. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I catch myself there all the time. You feel like you're hungry for one thing, and all of a sudden, nope, I'm hungry for something else. Oh, I get that. I used this example a while ago, but once upon a time, I didn't like broccoli, and now I really do. I know, it was astounding. But now I do, now I do. We all change our minds from time to time. It's a part of growing and even when we're older, we can change our minds about things. It's just kind of part of being a human being, you know? In our story today, Jesus is walking along and people start changing. They're not quite sure what they're changing their minds to, but they realize, they sense that something inside them is changing. In fact, two people start following Jesus around wherever he goes because they think, you know what? Jesus is going to have something to do with this change. So much so, and it's kind of silly, he turns around and says, what are you looking for? (laughs) and they're looking for where he's staying. You see, they wanna follow Jesus so much that when he gets up in the morning, they wanna be there, when he goes to sleep, they wanna be there, and everything in between, they wanna be there. They follow Jesus everywhere he goes because they're not quite sure, but they're pretty certain Jesus is a part of this change. In each of our lives here in church, and in each of our lives, as people who God loves, our minds are going to keep changing. We're going to keep learning a little bit more and a little bit more about what it looks like to live like Jesus lives in the world. Now, you already know some of this, don't you? You know that Jesus loves people, and you know that Jesus forgives people, and you know that Jesus is kind to people and shares with people you know this already, your minds will never change, right? Even though you know these things, what it looks like to love another person and what it looks like to forgive another person, to share and to be kind, those things will keep changing. One minute, you'll think, ah, I'm not quite sure I know how to do that. And the next minute, I think I could. It's just like liking broccoli all of a sudden, except for different, you know? So this week, here's what I want you to do. I want you, just as you are, to practice doing something that Jesus does. This week you might love someone and show that love to another person. You might forgive someone and show that forgiveness to another person. You might share or be kind, but try doing something that Jesus does. And remember, by the time we talk about this, much, much, much later, you might have changed your minds. Does that make sense? Should we say a prayer? Let us pray. Gracious God, we give you thanks. Our whole lives long, you teach us what it is to love and to care as we change our minds about so many things from breakfast to boots, to everything else. We ask that you keep changing our minds, keep forming and shaping us as people who love just like you love, forgive, just like you forgive, share and share kindness just in the same way you do. Thank you for being a God that changes us each day. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thanks for being here. You can go back to your seats. In the name of Jesus, amen. How many of you have ever gotten that uneasy feeling when someone begins a conversation with you that starts off, I think God's calling me. Have you ever got that uneasy feeling? Sometimes I'm thrilled to hear the beginning of that conversation. And sometimes I think, are you about to go off the deep end? Are you about to tell me that you're gonna sell everything you have And take up life as a monk or something like that. Now some people might be called to be a monk, but I haven't met many monks. And some people might be called to sell everything they have, but I'm personally scared of that calling. And every once in a while somebody shares with me something that they're called to, and instead of me jumping up and down and saying, wow, it's so great that God's talking to you, I get a little bit scared. Now, I might be alone in this, but I think it exists out there far beyond just me. In today's story, this long monologue that John the Baptist has, he's the one that's before me, even though he came after me, He's the one that baptizes with the Holy Spirit. I saw the Holy Spirit descending like a dove. I saw and testify that this is the one who God has sent. He says these big, prophetic, life-changing things, and he says them so eagerly and earnestly, and he says them day after day, so much so that two of his disciples, one being Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, go and follow him around. It's always been amusing the way that that takes place. They just start following him. I don't know that there's a single culture in the world in any time and place where it's normal to just start tailing somebody. But here they are. And Jesus turns around and says, what are you looking for? They say, Rabbi, where are you staying? He says, come and see. And so they see where he's staying. It's four o'clock in the afternoon. I'm not sure what time of year it is. Maybe it's sundown at that point. Maybe it's bright and sunny still. But in either case, they start inviting others. Simon Peter's and or Simon Andrews invited, and he's called afterwards Peter. And so now not only is there someone, two people following him, now there's three people following him. And on top of that, one of them has a different name right off the top of the bat. And inside of me, I start to sense they don't have any clue where this is going. They don't have any clue what they're being called to. And if you read the rest of the story, yeah, they don't. They don't have any clue who this is. They're curious, and they are certainly jumping off the deep end. They have left what they know, and they're not following a sure thing. They're following this Holy Spirit-led curiosity. This is the one, this is the Messiah, this is the anointed, and that's all I know. This feels less like I feel God calling me to share this with you today. And this feels more like I'm selling everything I have and I'm jumping off the deep end. And even though I know how the story ends and it ends well for
1: them, sort of, I still worry for these disciples. That's
0: a confession. My worry for these disciples is understandable, is human, is normal, and it's a confession. Because as God calls us into things that we don't understand and we don't know, Even though we will have great support, staying where the familiar is. From time to time in our baptisms, God calls us into a dramatically different way of living. Then we are asked to go and to risk and to be out on a ledge. We're asked to be a part of the unknown and the unfamiliar. We're asked to change in huge ways, not just play it safe. You know this, don't you? I've heard so many of your stories, and there are times in your life where you don't play it safe where you step out on that ledge, where you do the risky thing, where you follow Christ even into the unknown. I know this. But when our bandwidth is low, and when we've done so much lately, it's hard to take that next step into what God's calling us to be. It's hard to pick up a new name even when Christ gives it to us. It's hard to come and see even when Christ invites us. It's hard to look beyond what we already know because what we already know fills our lives, fills our days, is enough to deal with as it is. And yet here comes Christ walking along. Here comes John saying without a doubt, this is the one who we're waiting for. This is the one who brings light into the world. This, this is the one that I exist to point to. And just like the disciples heard, this word of God comes to life in our presence today and walks past. Today, and will walk past tomorrow asking us, inviting us, calling us into a time of change. Not pointless change, not change for the sake of change, but change that is inevitable as we walk into a Christ-like way of life, as we are called into a new version of our time on earth.
1: As Christ breaks in, And calls us a new name, a beloved child of God, another rock on which I'll build this part of the church. You
0: may be called today or tomorrow to come and see. I want you to be ready for it. I would be wrong not to also point out that Jesus called 12 to follow and many, many, many more did. But in each town, there were people who stayed where they were. And even the man that had the man with a bunch of demons that was called Legion was asked to stay where he was in the Decapolis and share that news where he already was. I'm not saying everybody's going to have the same calling, but today. I believe and each day I believe that Jesus walks past us and there's likely to be a few that are asked to change. What would it look like for us to support the ones who are called to change and to support the ones who are called to stay? What would it look like for us to open our lives and our hearts and our patterns of behavior so wide That the call of God doesn't seem like this risky, heartbreaking endeavor, but the norm of life. When I first started sharing that I wanted to be a pastor, my grandma looked at me. I remember her sitting in her chair and I was sitting on the couch. Grandma looked at me and said, that's so nice, sweetie. Now, you should know she ends everything with sweetie. (laughs) But that's so nice, sweetie. She didn't say, well, why don't you want to be a farmer like your dad? Or she didn't say, why don't you want to be a teacher like I was? She had no clue what the life of a pastor looked like. But she said, that's so nice, sweetie. If someone walks into your life saying, I feel the call of God. Even if you're scared, even if you don't know where this route is going to go, see if you can't muster up. That's so nice, sweetie. Just so they have the opportunity to keep talking to you, to keep sharing with you, to keep saying out loud these thoughts and ideas. And from time to time, if you yourself feel called, see if you can't muster up that energy and effort to say out loud to someone you trust what God is calling you to be. And if they can't at least answer, that's so nice, sweetie, maybe find another one or two that are at least open to helping you explore. The God of heaven and earth walks past us, asking us both to change in some seasons, to stay in others. Let us be open to this calling, this exploration, this
1: new and different thing.
0: You, Trinity, are called. I don't know to what, I don't know how, but you are called. And where at once I might say, thanks be to God, today I'll say,
1: and that's so nice, sweetie.
0: Amen.